Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. In our readings today, there is an overwhelming sense of um, immediacy and urgency. Um, Our gospel reading today, especially if you take a look at it, Jesus says, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God has has, has come near. He doesn't say, so think about it and get back to me later. He says, repent and believe the gospel. There is an immediacy too. Everything is happening. You think Mark's gospel takes place in about six months. In these four verses alone, the word immediate is used twice. And this is St. Paul's point from our reading from 1 Corinthians. Taken out of its context, this reading seems a bit strange, but uh, what, what Paul is getting at is there's an immediacy and an urgency to everything that comes with things eternal. The Corinthians had become bogged down with all sorts of confusion and temporal issues. And, and, and the church today also has become bogged down, across the board, has become bogged down with so much and so many things that are just simply temporal that they have forgotten the main urgent eternal issue, and that is the proclamation of the gospel. We've become so consumed with temporal things that we've lost our urgency and immediacy. So St. Paul has to remind these Corinthian Christians, and he reminds all of us as well, that the things of this world are passing away. Never forget that. Nevertheless, though, who here isn't consumed with temporal things? So much so that your sense of urgency, your sense of immediacy, even with life itself, is dulled and a little jaded, let alone your urgency and immediacy for the gospel and its proclamation. For the most part, if you live anywhere near New York City, let alone just in it, near New York City, this is a given. And some of the temporal stuff that we have to deal with is incredibly important. Like, uh, you know, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Who's going to pick up the kids? How am I going to appease my in-laws this time around? You know? I can get bogged down with so many temporal issues at work. It just can jade you. You know, all of the emails. None of yours, but all of the other emails. Um, uh, uh, Parochial reports. Paperwork. I remember a couple of months ago, someone plopped into my office on the couch and just said, I am just tired of trying to figure stuff out. We get consumed and bogged down with so much stuff that uh, the gospel, let alone the sweet hour of prayer, gets condensed to about 10 seconds. That's why we have a 20-minute morning prayer service every Monday through Friday here at Calvary Church. I'm always selling. But anyway, um, the, the idea here is that that we can get bogged down with things, that the main thing, the gospel, kind of gets lost in life. That's my first point. Like the Corinthians, the things that we cling to and think are so important, the present form of this world, it's passing away. And when bogged down by temporal things, our urgency and immediacy for the things that are eternal our urgency and immediacy for the proclamation of the gospel tends to become dulled. We forget that actually there is only now. That's all we're given. The time is short because all we're given and guaranteed is now. And this is where faith has to come into play. 
My wife, who is a fountain of wisdom, always reminds me of this when I get consumed by temporal things. And when I get consumed by temporal things, I get filled with a lot of anxiety. And she always reminds me that because of faith, we can hold on to temporal things lightly and loosely. It's not that those temporal things, we, we don't need to solve them or take care of them, but, but, but they, they, they're passing away. And therefore, we don't have to forget the immediacy and the urgency of things that are eternal like the gospel. This is one of the powerful truths that come forth from Mark's telling of the calling of Peter, James, and John, his first disciples. There in the presence of the word made flesh, the one thing which will never pass away, Jesus Christ. There he commands, Jesus commands these fishermen to follow him. And with the things temporal held loosely in their hands, this manifests primarily in their vocation at the time, their nets, their boats, even their dad, they drop everything to follow Jesus with no guarantee of the outcome. It's insane when you really begin to think about it. But it still is the truth today. But nonetheless, the call goes forth to you and I to risk it all to fish for people. This is what we talk about Sunday after Sunday at Calvary St. George's, the gospel. And, and it's the urgency and the immediacy that comes with it is because to stand before God without the gospel is not just a bad hair day. It's an issue of life and death. For there is only one name under heaven given for health and salvation, and that is the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is my second point. Faith holds to temporal things lightly. And it recognizes that there is an urgency and an immediacy to things that are eternal. For the present form of this world is passing away. Never forget that. And the thing in this world that promises life, there's so much in this world that promise life, our identities, our relationships, our jobs, our bank accounts, whatever it is, our children, our friends, our family, all of these things that promise life, ultimately, as St. Paul points out, cannot deliver ultimately. However, there is one who has, he can and he will. That's Jesus. And he's done that by dying and rising to save you. To save me. And to save the whole world. For Christ is risen from the dead, trampling our death by his death, as our funeral liturgy reads. And because of that, we will rise with him and stand justified before God. That is the big difference you see, most people like fish are living to die. But as Christians, hauled in by the nets of Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension, we die to ultimately live. Fish are typically hauled in to be consumed and eaten. But men and women are hauled in by the gospel to be saved from being consumed by sin and death. This is another extremely earthly aspect of the gospel and why it's not fake news, but good news. Jesus 
If this was fake news, he would have called successful and educated rabbis from Judea and uh, Jerusalem. This is what rabbis did. They were very picky about their disciples because their disciples said a lot about them. Rabbis in those days, you just didn't pick fishermen. Now, here's the thing. I've I've gone fishing a couple of times uh, with some really amazing fishermen off off the Long Island Sound. I mean, those guys are fish hunters. They have the latest poles. They have the latest lines. They track the moon and the currents. Uh, They get the right bait. They are there actually outsmarting fish. Now, if I was Jesus and I was going to call fishermen, I would probably call those guys off the Long Island Sound. However, Jesus doesn't even do that. He calls Peter, James, and John. They weren't great fishermen. They weren't outsmarting anything. They just went where they thought the fish were going to be, and they threw the net out and hauled the fish in. And if you ever check out the Gospels, uh, if Jesus wasn't with them, they didn't catch Jack. You know? He's like, he's like, they're like, he's like, throw the net over on the other side. And they're like, Lord, we didn't catch anything. He's like, just do it. And, you know, he commands the fish to come in. But this kind of fishing, calling Peter, James, and John, this kind of fishing is the fishing and is reflective of the kingdom of God. They didn't have the right bait. They weren't checking currents and tracking the moon. This wasn't about morality or even relevancy. Rather, they were going to proclaim the kingdom of God in the crucified Jesus, and they cast that net far, wide, and deep to the ends of the earth. And that net has come to us in his word, in our baptisms, and in a moment continues to come to us in the supper. And through those means, Christ, by his grace and mercy, hauls us into the boat. But this is my third point. As the church, you and I are caught fish. But not simply to flop aimlessly or without direction in the boat. Jesus takes fish and he makes them fishers of people. Jesus makes us disciples to be used by the God to share the gospel in order to rescue people from this world that is passing away because of sin and death. And ultimately, that is the mandate of Calvary St. George's. And it is the mandate of the church Catholic. Boy, I wish the church overall would re-grasp that message. Anyone can dig a well. Anyone can run a soup kitchen. But there is only one institution given under heaven and earth to proclaim to the world that your sins are forgiven. And that your relationship has been restored by God. And that is us, the church. Our mission isn't to transform the world or to save society or to clean up its morals or to be relevant. Our mission is to make disciples. To cast out the net of the gospel and haul in the world for whom Jesus has died. Jesus saves us fish so that we might be used by him to fish for people. And why? Because it's urgent and it's immediate. Without Christ, they die. Without Christ, people are swimming in a sea of sin and death. That is why the gospel is so important. That is why there is such an immediacy to it, and there is such an urgency to it.
Never lose it. Never lose the immediacy. Never lose the urgency of this good news. O Zion, haste, thy mission high fulfilling, to tell the world that God in Christ is love. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.